Welcome back to the Der Show. Kanye West um, is Kanye West a an anti semite who should be canceled, or is he a mentally ill person who should be helped, or is he both? Uh, the one thing that's clear is that he has influence, and his anti semitic outbursts uh, are are getting some followers. I mean, here's a, a, a photograph of of people giving a Nazi salute. And, and putting up signs on freeways, uh, Kanye is right about the Jews, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there have been other uh, uh, tweets and other things in which people support Kanye West. Well, let's first think about what Kanye West has said before we get into whether he is uh, deserving of condemnation. He's just been canceled by um, the sneakers that he endorsed, and I'm sure he'll be canceled by many others. But is this just a way of legitimating cancel culture? Where should somebody like me and probably many of you stand? I'm against cancel culture and I'm against Kanye West saying uh, what he said. I mean, he talked about uh, he was going to go death con three, death con three on Jewish people. He didn't say on some Jewish people, uh, on Jewish people. And then, you know, he, he, he went further he, and he talked about how, how Jewish people uh, are owning the black voice, um, black people wearing a Ralph Lauren shirt. You know, how many people know that La Ralph Lauren is is Jewish? I do because I played basketball against him when his name was Ralphie Lipschitz, and he played for Manhattan Town Musical Academy, and I played for Brooklyn Town Musical Academy in Madison Square Garden. Neither of us was star players, but uh, he dressed a heck of a lot better than I did. But the idea of focusing on Ralph Lauren as proof that uh, Jews dominate uh, blacks, going a little bit too far, um, uh, or being having a Jewish manager, or being signed to a Jewish basketball team. You know, the last time there was a Jewish basketball team was the Philadelphia Spas in about 1947 or 48. Um, um, uh, Gottlieb, who was the original owner, I think, of the 76ers, uh, started a, a, a basketball team in Philadelphia called the Spas, South Philadelphia Hebrew Association or something. And a lot of the ballplayers when I was growing up were basketball players were, were Jewish. I'm one of the great basketball players in my neighborhood, lived down the block from me, uh, was a kid named Sanford Koufax, you know, Miss Sandy Koufax, great left-handed pitcher, but he was a great basketball player in, in my day. And uh, early on, even in the NBA, a couple of short guards who were Jewish today, basketball is not a Jewish uh, sport. And uh, yeah, there are some teams in all sports that are owned by Jews for, for, for many years. Jews could not own, uh, for example, a baseball team. Um, uh, Major League Baseball had a history of uh, of bias, uh, not only against African-Americans, which we know about, of course, but against Jews as well, Jewish owners as well. So the idea that there are Jewish basketball teams is a little bit of a stretch uh, or, or, or doing a movie on a Jewish platform like Disney, he says. Well, Disney was himself a, a, an anti-Semite. I have a, um, an original cartoon hanging in my wall uh, of uh, the Big Bad Wolf. And uh, the Big Bad Wolf originally in the Disney uh, uh, orientation uh, was presented as a kind of Jewish 
salesmen uh, cheating people, and uh, then it, it was changed. So the idea that Disney again is 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 a Jewish platform somehow is just just uh, a little nutty. Um, uh, he attacks J.P. Morgan, invoking the old trope that Jews control the banks again. Do you know that the reason we have firms like Goldman Sachs um, is that for years, Jews couldn't get into uh, commercial banking. Uh, they you couldn't even get a job in a commercial bank if you were if you were Jewish. So uh, Jews did what they always do, and that is create alternative um, um, situations. Uh, and they started um, investment banks, which were less controlled than um, commercial banks and they could make their way in and, and, and start their own firms. And if they're successful, that's because um, they worked, um, they worked hard. Um, the same thing is true with, uh, you know, many of you live in cities where the hospitals have Jewish names, Beth Israel, Beth Moses, Maimonides. Why do you think they're Jewish hospitals? Uh, wasn't to take care of Jewish patients. It was because doctors, uh, A, couldn't get into Columbia Medical School or uh, other medical schools, which had restrictive quotas on Jews, um, but also because Jews couldn't get internships and residencies in Columbia Presbyterian Hospital and other hospitals like that. And so they started their own hospitals. They started Brandeis University because there were quotas at Columbia University again and other major universities uh, against Jews. So to the extent that Jews have interests in banks or, or movies or academia, it's often as a reaction to anti-Semitism, but Kanye West wouldn't, uh, wouldn't understand that. Um, uh, well, and then he says, actually, uh, black people can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jews also. He doesn't say just Jew. They're actually Jew also. Um, you know, these, this, this kind of stuff that goes on. Um, but he's not the first person to make these kinds of statements. Uh, the Reverend uh, Louis Farrakhan has been making these kinds of anti-Semitic statements for years, and yet he is uh, revered by many um, um, people and, and led the um, Million Man March, one of the leaders on which very many prominent people participated. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it can become mainstream. Um, uh, he says he is me tooing the Jewish culture, the Jewish culture, as if there is a Jewish culture. Um, you know, the old joke, uh, two Jews, three ideas, uh, two Jews, three synagogues. Um, Jews don't get along with each other any more than any other group get along with each other. There's no... Jewish, singular Jewish culture. What do a reformed Jew that goes to Temple Emanuel in New York that won't allow me to speak uh, have in common with an Orthodox Jew from, from, from Brooklyn or, or Muncie, a Hasidic Jew or a Haredi Jew? Again, they, these are stereotypes. These are, um, he talks about the Jewish media right? The New York Times hates Israel. Um, uh, yeah, the New York Times is owned by a Jewish family, the Sulzberger family, that haven't been Jewish now for uh, generations. And of course, they were among the worst offenders. They didn't report on the Holocaust. 
because they didn't want to seem Jewish. That's the Jewish media, the New York Times and, and, and other uh, organizations that, that hate, hate uh, Israel and, and don't, don't really have very many positive things to say about, uh, about Jews at all. Um, and then he talks about Jews in general. They are effing with me too long, uh, he said. Uh, and um, uh, he's, you know, basically going to get even with them, DEFCON 3. Um, oh, he, <laughs> he blames the Jews for um, President Obama's hair turning gray. Um, it's the Jewish uh, media. I, I can go on and on and on, on. I don't think anybody doubts. Um, uh, he says, I want the Jewish children to look at their daddy and say, why is ye mad at you? He thundered. Well, that's a good question. Why is ye, I guess that's Kanye West's new name, uh, mad at you? Um, uh, you have to answer that question. And, and why are you mad at a whole group of people? Would anybody approve of being mad at Catholics, being mad at African-Americans, being mad at Muslims, being mad at, at Mormons? Uh, you know, uh, I have... I have so-called friends, usually former friends, who are mad at all Republicans and probably some Republicans who are mad at all Democrats. It's much worse the other way. Democrats are totally intolerant, many of them, of anybody who's not only Republican, but whoever defended a Republican in a court of law, namely me. So the question then arises, let's assume for purposes of this argument, if you want to write to me and tell me I'm wrong, you can, but you know what can I you're going to get a pushback on that one. Let's let's assume for purposes of this discussion that Kanye West is an anti-Semite and that he's having an influence on, on people. He's an enormously influential man. He's worth $2 billion, according to reports that, that I've read. And um, I'm told he's a real talent. I have no idea. I've never listened to his music and I have no interest in his music, but uh, any more than he would have any interest in my music. But um, I'm told he has talent, or at least that people follow him. And if people follow him, they're going to follow his ideas. And, and, and so the question is how to deal with his ideas. There are a lot of ways of doing it. The easiest way is just cancel him. Um, just say, no, we're not going to put him on. We're not going to allow him on Twitter. We're not going to allow him on uh, Facebook. We're not going to allow him on television. We're not going to uh, allow him to sponsor products. Sponsoring products, of course, is different because you want people who are not controversial to sponsor a product. Nobody would hire me to sponsor a product. Uh, um, I'm too controversial, but I'm controversial for a good reason. He's controversial for a bad reason. Um, so what do you do? Do you respond to him? Do you challenge him to a debate? I do. I would. Hey, Kanye West, you want to debate me on, on the role of Jews in, in, in uh, American life? I, I'm happy to do that. Um, uh, I've debated lots of people. I have rules. I won't debate a Holocaust denier. I won't debate a Nazi, but, you know, I'll debate anti-Semites. I have. I'll debate anti-Israel people, anti-Zionists. I'll debate Republicans. I'll debate Democrats. I'll debate people of every kind. So I'll debate Kanye West. And so um, if anybody knows him and wants to reach him and wants him to debate me, I'm happy to do it. I'm even willing to do it on on this podcast, but uh, I, I don't think he's going to want to debate. I think he's going to want to continue to uh, express his views. Now, when you read his views, you 
do get to wonder about his mental stability. Now, as you know, I'm one who doesn't believe that anybody, whether you're a psychiatrist, a psychologist, or an ordinary person, uh, should be diagnosing people from afar. And I would never diagnose uh, Kanye West. Um, but there's a non-medical term that um, my mother would use about people like that. He's a mashugana. Uh, he just seems like he's a nutcase, uh, some of the things he says. But a lot of people love him and a lot of people admire him. So I'm prepared to listen to to a defense. Um, and I'm prepared to listen to arguments on, on both sides or on all sides of the issue, whether he should be canceled, whether cancel culture can be selectively applied. As you know, I'm a strong opponent of BDS, boycott, sanction, and divest from Israel. So if I'm against BDS against Israel, I could, how can I be in favor of, of canceling a Kanye West? Well, I could be. Uh, BDS against Israel is anti-Semitic. Uh, because only Israel is a country that's uh, condemned. Uh, you know, the people on campus who favor BDS, they don't condemn Russia for having invaded Ukraine or for keeping uh, a great American basketball player as, as a hostage. They don't condemn. You can't get a demonstration today against Russia. You can't get a demonstration today against uh, uh, China for, for putting a, a, a Muslim minority in, in concentration camps. You can't get uh, a demonstration uh, against uh, other countries that massively violate human rights. You can't get, get a demonstration against Iran, which executes gays. Uh, but you can only get demonstrations and BDS against Israel. That's anti-Semitic. When you single out only the nation state of the Jewish people, a country which has the best record in the world, of human rights faced with comparable threats. Again, I challenge anybody to challenge this statement. There is no country in the modern history of the world faced with threats comparable to those faced by Israel from terrorism internally, from Iran externally, from Hamas, from Hezbollah. No country in history faced with comparable threats has ever had a better record of human rights, a higher record of compliance with the rule of law, and a better record of trying to save the lives of enemy civilians. Is their record perfect? No, it's a B minus. But it's a B minus in a world where a C plus is a great, great grade. Nobody has a great, great record on human rights. Uh, you know, the Canadians invoked the War Measures Act and locked up people. Um, when there was one attack, um, the um, Americans put 110,000. Japanese Americans in, in, in detention centers. The British use detention uh, centers. Um, the Americans use extreme methods of coercion. Some call it torture. Um, other countries as well. Um, some countries use it to elicit confessions just to get people convicted. Others use it to try to prevent real-time terrorist attacks. These are complicated issues, but to single out only one country, the nation state of the Jewish people, condemnation is pure anti-Semitism, whereas to single out Kanye West for uh, um, cancellation is rational, perfectly rational. I don't know whether I support it or don't support it. I'd rather have dialogue with him. Um, I don't blame the sneaker company for saying uh, a lot of people won't buy a sneaker with his name on it. And we're a commercial company, so we're entitled to make that uh, judgment. I wouldn't ban him from speaking. Um, I would allow him to speak at the 92nd Street Y, where I am banned or at Temple Emanuel, where I am banned. Um, 
people are entitled to listen and make up their own mind and they're entitled to boo. Um, the rules on booing are, are not completely uh, clear. I was recently at uh, my Yale Law School uh, reunion um, where the former dean made an interesting talk about what's going on at Yale Law School, including people trying to shut down uh, speakers who are conservative and uh, who are anti-gay and expressing other views that I might very well disagree with, but I wouldn't shut them down. And, and he made the point, of course, that university rules allow you to shout and boo um, at speakers. They don't allow you to shut them down, but they allow you to be pretty loud and, and protest. I helped write those rules for Harvard University back in the day when they were Vietnam uh, war protests. Uh, so these are complicated issues. And um, I'm really interested in your views on uh, Kanye West and where we should, how we should deal with him, because how we deal with him tells us how to deal with many other people as well. He's not the only person out there who's uh, using hate speech. Uh, there are people in politics who are employing hate speech who have been banned uh, from, from Twitter and Facebook. I don't agree with that. Um, Facebook and, and Twitter are private companies. They're entitled to make their own judgments, and I'm entitled to criticize them for the judgments um, they make. Again, a great, great constitutional question for the 21st century is going to be what the role of the First Amendment is when it comes to uh, social media companies that are giants. Uh, are there any constraints on their ability to censor? What if you did get the largest social media company in the world uh, owned by um, some right-wing, um, very extreme conservative who says uh, nobody but right-wingers are going to be allowed on my platform. And I'm going to buy up all the other platforms. Of course, that would raise antitrust problems. But the antitrust laws today are mostly mostly toothless. And so um, there are great, great questions. The framers of the Constitution would be rolling over in their graves if they knew how much censorship is being applied today not by government organizations, but by private companies, sometimes at the behest of, of governments. Governments have said to pro social media co companies, we want you to ban this, we want you to ban that. Does that cross the line and make it state action, make it a First Amendment issue? Uh, you know, these are great questions. These are the kinds of questions I dealt with for years in teaching students at, at, at Harvard Law School. Um, and they're, they're, they're interesting, but today in, in law schools around the country, you can't talk about issues like that. Because if you say that hate speech should be protected by the First Amendment, uh, students are going to protest uh, your class. Of course, many students define hate speech only as speech they hate, uh, not speech that others uh, hate. For example, at, at Berkeley, where nine clubs have uh, banned all Zionist speakers on the grounds that Palestinian students are, quote, unsafe if there are Zionists on the campus. It's total nonsense. No Zionist has ever attacked a Palestinian student on a college campus. Um, but there have been anti-Semitic uh, students who have attacked Zionists and attacked Jewish students. So, you know, you have to have one rule that applies to everybody, Republican, Democrat, Zionist, anti-Zionist, um, Kanye West and um, and everybody else. And these are hard questions and we shouldn't be uh, simplifying them. And, uh, you know, resorting to cancellation is the easy, is the easy way. Uh, using it as an educational moment, as a way of trying to teach 
um, that these things that the Kanye West has said about about Jews are just wrong, and 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 that you want to be on the wrong side of history. You want to be saying the kinds of things that led to terrible, terrible consequences for Jewish communities uh, over the last 2,000 years. If you want to be guilty of that kind of bigotry, well, maybe under the First Amendment, you have a right to, to do that, but I have a right to condemn you and call you out. Which raises again the question that a number of you have written to me about, and I'm still struggling with it, whether or not I should or others should expose the names of members of the clubs at Berkeley that voted to ban all Zionist uh, speakers. I'm of two minds on that issue, and I haven't yet uh, resolved it. I have resolved the issue of any law firms that support these clubs. Law firms are large institutions. They make billions of dollars, and there's no reason why they're the names of organizations they support. They're not clients. They're organizations they voluntarily support. And if these organizations ban all Zionist speakers, if they ban all black speakers or all gay speakers, the public has the right to know that I wouldn't go to a law firm that banned, that paid for an organization that banned all Zionist speakers or all black speakers or all gay speakers. So let's have your letters on these subjects. So let, let's turn now to the letters that I have gotten. Um, I had eye drops put in my eye today for my uh, eye exam, so I'm in a little trouble reading. I hope I, I won't have any trouble reading these uh, uh, letters. Alan, you are severely damaging your credibility by standing on, quote, the election was fair and clean notion. In other words, my reputation is being ruined because I believe the election was fair. Me, along with, um, you know, 90 or 100 million uh, or more people, uh, in the country. Way too much evidence out there that contradicts that position. I'm surprised you don't even investigate more of the claims that are out there and are completely credible. You can't be taken seriously if you continue to hold to your positions on that. I do continue to hold to my positions on that, and I've investigated it very thoroughly. I'm involved in a number of lawsuits challenging um, machine voting, challenging uh, un uncontrolled um, um, absentee voting. I'm critical. Uh, I don't believe that any machine should be able, any computer should be able to be the final word on votes. It's just too easy to hack computers. Uh, every single computer vote should be backed up by a paper ballot. So I'm not somebody who just assumes everything was hunky-dory in the last election. I think there were problems in the last election. Pennsylvania acted unconstitutionally. We now know that, but there weren't enough problems to change the outcome of the vote. The American people wanted to see Joe Biden president. They wanted to see Donald Trump defeated as president. That's why Biden won overwhelmingly in the popular vote and pretty overwhelmingly in the electoral vote. Yes, the election was fair. And if that uh, diminishes um, my credibility with some, that's the price you pay for being honest and expressing your own views. Alan, you're wrong. If Republican committees... Uh, remember, I made a point. I said the Democrats, maybe the, the January 6th committee may be put out of business. I hope they're put out of business. I, I'm a Democrat. I'd like to see the Democrats win the election. But um, uh, whichever way the election goes, I hope that the January 6th committee, which is an illegitimate committee, is put out of uh, business. And I said, but if the Republicans win and they create a committee, they'll probably be just as bad. 
And uh, he says, Alan, you're wrong. The Republicans committee won't try to dictate to the Dems who they can have on the committee. They will let the other side make their own picks. I wish I believed that. Uh, the Republicans have no track record of decency, honesty, or lack of hypocrisy on this issue. Just look at Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland was legitimately nominated by Barack Obama months and months and months before the 2016 election. And um, uh, the Republicans wouldn't give him a hearing. They had a majority and they just wouldn't give him a hearing. Why? What was their reason? Because we can. It was just a show of strength. And then months later, months later on the eve of the election, what happens? Uh, the um, uh, the uh, president nominates, the President Trump uh, nominates Justice uh, Barrett to the Supreme Court. And, and the Democrats scream and yell, you didn't give our guy a hearing. Why are you giving them a hearing? Because we can. Because we can. I think both parties act because we can. And uh, neither of them uh, elevates uh, principle over partisanship. It's my book, The Price of Principle, and how the consequences can be very great if you support principle. I'm, I'm, I'm hated by extremists both on the Democrat side and on the Republican side because I refuse to you to a particular party line. My party line is the Constitution, nothing else. Okay, let's see. In October 1947, a group of Hollywood producers refused to answer questions from the House Un-American Activities Committee. I remember that. I don't remember 1947, but I remember when that happened in the early 1950s when I was 13, 14, 15 years old. They produced a documentary on their opposition and became known as the Hollywood Ten. Professor, if there were a modern Hollywood Ten, I think your name would be at the head of the list. Uh, change only occurs when a few brave people begin to speak out regardless of the consequences to themselves. Well, I would be proud to be. I wouldn't refuse to answer questions. I certainly was not a communist. I'm very anti-communist but uh, and very anti-Russia today. Um, by the way, today, some people who the newspapers called liberals, radicals, uh, people like uh, Jamie Raskin and uh, Ilana Mayer and uh, Oasey, uh, basically said we should have better relations with Russia and not support the Ukraine so much and uh, all of that. Uh, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. Uh, this, this is a black and white issue. The Russians are wrong. The Ukrainians have been heroic in, in fighting back, and we ought to be on the side of Ukraine without provoking Russia unnecessarily. But I don't agree with those radicals. I never agree with those radicals. I hate when newspapers call them liberals. They are the most anti-liberal people imaginable. I am a liberal. I'm a proud liberal. I support a woman's right to choose. I support gay marriage. I support climate control. I support reasonable gun control. I support the separation of church and state. And I support Ukraine. And I support a strong America. And I support supporting our police forces. Every time I go on the street and I see a police person, every time I stop and I say, thank you for protecting us. I'm on your side. I say the same thing to members of the military. So I'm a liberal, but I'm an anti-radical Democrat. And that distinction isn't being made today uh, in the media. If you're anywhere to the left of Republicans, you're a liberal. No, you're not. You're a liberal if you believe in 
liberal ideas and tolerance and free speech and due process. These folks on the extreme left, they don't believe in any of those things. They're the last thing from liberalism you would imagine. Conservatives are much closer to liberals than are radicals on the hard left. Okay. Uh, this is, I always love these, these letters. I enjoy the photos and art hanging on the wall and would like to hear the story behind some of them on occasion. My favorite episodes of The Dirt Show have been the stories, especially the one with Superman comics. I can see the 10-year-old Dirsch. Oh, I love Superman. I love Superman. But I actually like Captain Marvel uh, better. Captain Marvel is not the Marvel from Marvel Comics today. Captain Marvel was uh, a guy, you know, who said Shazam and turned into uh, Captain Marvel. And there was Captain Marvel Jr. and Mary Marvel. I was a comic book addict. And uh, I used to hide comic books behind my books in school and read the comic books instead of paying attention to what the teacher was saying. And so uh, oh, one of these days when we have a little time, I'll explain some of the hangings on the wall. And I have a few other walls. I have this great letter from George Washington written in the hand of Alexander Hamilton about uh, smallpox and uh, vaccinations. I have a great letter from John Adams uh, wondering how Alexander Hamilton could be so stupid as to have an affair uh, with a woman who was then going to uh, essentially... Uh, through her husband extort him. Great letters, great letters. We'll, one day we'll, we'll do that. In the meantime, we've run out of time for tonight. So keep writing letters and, and, and please help me with some of the uh, conundrums that I've been uh, suggesting, what to do about the Berkeley clubs, what to do about Kanye West. This is an interactive show and I really thrive on the letters that I get from you, mostly intelligent, some really really dumb. But look, dumb people have a right to express their views too. The First Amendment protects dumb people as well as smart people. So all of you smart people, see you back tomorrow.